Untamed, exploring the Texas coast. From Sabine to South Padre, we plan and execute the most exciting and authentic coastal experiences Texas has to offer, including fishing, paddling, surfing, and camping. Brought to you by Untamed Out. Are you ready to find schooling redfish in the marsh and fat trout in the bay? As the temps continue dropping, Fish Camp Rockport is the best place on the Texas coast to experience both of those things. Come stay with us and enjoy the fall weather where you can bring all your gear and spend time with friends and family. Go to untamedout.com and select featured properties. There you can search calendar availability, browse pictures, and have a hassle-free booking experience. Our custom containers feature the luxuries of home without compromising the wild of our coastal Texas nature. Fish Camp Rockport is the perfect base camp for any adventure. Again, go to www.untamedout.com to book your stay today. If you'd like to be a partner with us and become a sponsor of Untamed Out Exploring the Texas Coast podcast, send us an email at info at with the subject line sponsor and either Captain Travis or myself will get back in touch with you about future opportunities. And remember, you can listen to this podcast on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back and thanks for joining us for episode 12. I'm your host, Elliot Barr. And I'm Captain Travis Power of Lone Star Guide. Today we're going to be talking about our last trip down the Texas coast from Matagorda to Rockport. But first, we've got some corrections from our discussion last week. Uh, I think last week you pointed out to me very eloquently that uh, this past couple of weeks was not the first annular solar eclipse that anyone has ever seen. <laughs> and I had to do some more research. Was I correct? <laughs> well, you were correct, but you were... Yes, you were correct. <laughs> So, as far as solar eclipse frequency goes, there's about two to five solar eclipses each year around the world, with a total eclipse taking place every 18 months or so. So, that depends where you are on the Earth. So, every 18 months, there's roughly 18 months, there's a total solar eclipse. Right. So, whether you can view that eclipse depends on where you are in the world. Um, So as the world rotates, the moon's shadow on the earth and the view of the eclipse travels from west to east over time. And so there have been 16 total eclipse events to affect at least a portion of the continental U.S. over the past 150 years since 1867. Um, So those were like 1869, 1878, 1889, 1900. 1918, 23, 25, 30, 32, 45, yeah, 1945, 54, 59, 63, 70, 79, and then 2017. Okay. So when you were talking about having maybe heard of people saying, oh, I can't wait to see the solar eclipse, the last one in the continental U.S. was 2017. So maybe that's what you were thinking of. Maybe, man. Time flies. But with that level of data that you just... Are we are we doing like one of those free complimentary pdfs you can reference on the website (laughs) yeah yeah maybe we need to put the link to the research that i did in the show notes but um in texas the last solar eclipse that was observed by uh by people was in 1878 and that was in dallas fort worth and so the like i i found a picture of there was like six dudes that were it was like a black and white picture from 1878 where they had uh, observing devices that they'd put together, and they were observing the solar eclipse. Really? Man, I feel like we were just at a state park, and it was, like, happening. I don't know. I, so, man, now I kind of feel like we should have paid more attention to yeah, it. Yeah, so in, in 2017, the path was not coming through Texas. It was coming through the U.S., mm-hmm. which, standing where we were, whether it was Houston or somewhere in Texas, you would see some sort of partial eclipse, but you weren't. You weren't, like, in the path of the total viewing area. Um, And so, like, you would have seen, if you noticed on the last, this last annular eclipse, when when the moon was passing in front of the sun, you saw the little uh, weird shadows underneath trees and stuff like that. That's what you would have seen in 2017, for sure. Um, But... In Texas, the last annular solar eclipse, which the annular solar eclipse is what they call the ring of fire, which it's not a total eclipse, 
was April 7th, 1940. And that's where the path went directly over Texas. Um, and then, be, uh, and that's the one that was before this last one in Rockport, where I guess Rockport was one of the cities in the direct path. And that was uh, October 14th of 2023. Okay, well, let's just get to it. So how long, now everybody that missed it, because they didn't think it was a big deal, how long do we have to wait? You have to wait until April 8th, 2024. I can guarantee you I'm going to think it's not a big deal then. <laughs> <laughs> so April 8th, 2024, the big news, and that's the that's like a total solar eclipse coming through Texas. The biggest viewing area is going to be the Hill Country. It's going to be in Austin. Uh, off the chain, man. Yeah. Think oh, there's all. already people that are booking. Airbnbs yeah. that are booked out, man. I already looked. Yeah. There's <laughs> Well, there's there's properties, ranches, and stuff that are that are booking out. Primitive camping sites for like, you know, what was it? Did you? I think you sent me something or yeah. somebody did. It was like four hundred dollars for a primitive camping site or something like that for the night, and so just to get like a, a prime viewing area. Um, but ultimately, that the path is going to be from northeast Texas through Austin down through Eagle Pass. So if you're in in anywhere in that pass in April on the eighth. You can. You we'll we'll, we'll send a reminder. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll have to tie this one into every episode just so you don't forget. It's gonna be a lot of podcasts. We got to keep this up to like the, the so 20, 40s. Yeah, get this: if you are in your seventies, maybe your eighties, this is gonna be the last to- total eclipse that you're ever gonna see, because the next one in the United States is gonna be August 12, twenty forty five. Yeah. Yeah. So Sorry, maybe you missed it. Maybe we'll see that one too. And then in 2045, you're gonna say, "Yeah, I feel like we just saw one of these." <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what's the next correction? Okay, so number two correction, and I don't know so much of a correction, but it was actually something that I didn't really realize. I went on the NOAA website, and we were talking about hurricane hurricanes, and you asked about number of named storms this season. So, did you realize that? Storms are named in three different regions of the tropical areas. Dude, I knew that. Did you know that? Uh, I knew that. I didn't know that. I knew that. So maybe our listeners I, knew that, and maybe not. But I didn't. I mean, you know, I didn't know. Like, if you would have asked me how many regions are named, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have told you three. But I knew there was different ones, and they have you know, di- you know, because obviously, like, we have one naming convention for ours, which is whichever one we're talking about. Uh huh. And then there's something different <laughs> for the other ones. <laughs> yeah, so the storm names are broken up into the Atlantic, the Eastern North Pacific, which is Mexico and California, and then the Central Pacific, which is Hawaii, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and so there's these predetermined names throughout the entire alphabet for each year for each of those regions. Um, and so the storm classifications, which a lot of you probably are familiar with, is tropical depression, tropical storm, Hurricane, which a hurricane classification under NOAA is a Cat 1 or Cat 2, and then a major hurricane, which is a Cat 3 to Cat 5. Um, so this year to date, in the Atlantic, there has been 17 named storms. And a major. I mean, we were talking about how inactive we feel like this season has been, right? So, so how many were last year? Uh, this year is pretty much on average with named storms over the past decade. Oh, really? Yeah. So pretty average. And so, but 11 tropical storms, three hurricanes, which again, Cat 1, Cat 2, and then three major hurricanes, which all of those have been on the East Coast. Um, they haven't come into the Gulf. But so did they all make landfall, the, the major ones? or They were named, uh, the ones that went up the East Coast went, all the way up the east coast like past maine mm-hmm. and so there's not, not been any uh, major disasters in gotcha. the u.s mm-hmm. um in the eastern north pacific which all the storms that hit mexico and california there's been 14 total named storms three uh three tropical three tropical depressions four tropical storms three hurricanes and four major hurricanes i didn't look into too much of the details as to which ones have made landfall or not but yeah. um and then as far as Hawaii, which is the Central Pacific, uh, four storms, one tropical depression, two tropical storms, and then one major hurricane. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's one thing I didn't realize is that 
if you would ask me before I looked this up, I would have said every storm that is generated that's a hurricane or a tropical cyclone is just named in alphabetical order regardless of the ocean. No, nah, I knew they were different. I didn't know the details, though. Yeah. I, I did know that we they were kept track of differently. But um, but that's interesting. You know, I, I wish I paid more attention to that stuff, honestly. Well, good information brought to you by yours truly. Cool, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, so... That's uh, that's what I wanted to cover as far as uh, recaps or uh, corrections. But uh, let's talk about untamed current events, um, dude. For th- one, yeah, I know we're both excited about this next one. Oh yeah, I'm I'm super pumped. Is uh, we recently, I guess, within the past couple of months, hosted uh, the editing crew and uh, chief editor of On the Fly magazine, right? Yeah, and. Uh, so it, during their stay, we got to fish with them. We got to hang out, you know, cook steaks out at Fish Camp Rockport. And um, they're going to write a, a two-page blurb about us in their fall issue. Of yeah, they're making magazine. it into a magazine. Yeah. Pretty cool magazine, honestly. I, I think we ought to g- give a little bit of details. I didn't know about On the Fly. Well, no, I was with you. Were, were we at like a film festival? Yeah, yeah we were at the fe- Fly like short film, film Festival at Carbach Brewery. There you go. Yeah, we saw them set up. And uh, and they, they had a, you know, really cool magazine. Caught the eye. Started talking to them. But it, but it, it's um, it's wing shooting and fly fishing. Right. On the fly. And it's, it, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to, you know, correct me if I'm wrong or something. But it seems kind of like a, a more artsy type publication. Well, there's definitely a lot of good um, photography, a lot of good art. Mac Elliott has, was on the cover of mm-hmm. last uh, issues, uh, co- on the cover of the last issue. Yeah. Um, well, it's like a substantial magazine that like you'd put on like a nice coffee table. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? It's definitely a coffee art piece. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good content. Um, our friend Austin Orr from Elevate Flycasting, he's a columnist in there. Um, he he writes uh, he writes about different concepts about flycasting, different scenarios, and why you would want to practice and how you can practice your flycasting. Um, and then, I mean, it's a lot of uh, a lot of content also outside of saltwater fly fishing. I think a majority of their fly fishing content is freshwater stream fly fishing, um, which you know. I'm always happy to read about the the saltwater stuff, and I know those guys just went on a big trip down to the Amazon, so I'm, I'm sure there's going to be an article about that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I know I'm so tuned in to like just saltwater myself, you know, and, and yeah, that magazine it really covers everything. Like yeah. it, it's not a saltwater specific um, uh, publication. But yeah, dude. So you know, I got to see a little sneak peek of it, um, kind of helping them out. Uh, hopefully, uh, going to send them some more photos and see and see what we get in there. But I, dude, when I I read the article, I was super pumped, man. I thought I thought they had some great things to say that really aligned with a lot of the reasons we built the fish camp, you know. Right. And uh, and so it's just great, man. I thought, God, I love it to see we were able to host them. And then, and then they were able to write about it, and and it all kind of works out. So I, I can't wait to get that issue. Yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like frame it. I'm gonna <laughs> like, uh, I'm gonna get a magnet and put it on the refrigerator. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's how you know it's gonna be like super, super important. Very good. Yeah, and so you can get that if you go to On the Fly magazine. They've got a website. You can view that publication on their website for free. Or like Travis said, it's a it's a coffee table quality publication that's a hard copy that you, you can get the subscription. You can buy single issue copies. You can buy year subscription, and they issue them quarterly. So, I mean, get your hands on one of those. I've got a subscription, and I keep them. We keep them at Fish Cap Rockport for our guests. So if they you know if they want to sit down and relax for a little bit and check out some cool photography and some cool articles they get to peruse through that so dude nice yeah they are they're they're in all the containers at fish camp yep. sweet man that's 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 cool dude that's um that's uh that's elevated it because i think we like threw in a bunch of my magazines at first you know like yeah. just like some older ones and random ones but yeah it definitely makes the place look uh classy 
Right, for sure. So um, what's, I know you've been, like always, working nonstop at Matagorda. Um, what's the newest and latest and greatest that you, you were work, reworking the moto track? Oh, yeah, dude. The Matagorda update, right? That's the saga of my life. Um, yeah, we're, we're making headway with the barn finally. And when I say barn, I, I mean b- house, barn dominium. That's right. where we're going to be living, right? And, man, we went back and forth with the frame from the manufacturer and some issues with the, the paint and how they prepped it for the primer and not being primed and stalling and, ru- you know, but it's great. We got it all painted. It's going to be the right color. We're going to sheath it, put the insulation on, do all that stuff. I mean, we're making headway now, so that is going to be nice. Yeah. Um, really looking forward to that. In between all that debacle and, and everything else, yeah, dude, we built the moto track, and, and then now we got the moto track shaped up, man, and it's, dude, it's so sick. It looks awesome. It's so it sick. It makes me want to get a, a dirt bike and learn you how to do it. You should do it, man. We're off in moto lessons now. Um, yeah, dude, I, I rode around. You know, my kids weren't there after we got it prepped up, so I just did I did a couple laps, and I, I, I didn't... I didn't put my helmet on or nothing, and and because I, I was like, oh yeah, you know, this way I won't do anything crazy. But dude, it's mm-hmm. like, it's so sick, dude. We got it's like a sixty foot camel hump up by the highway, right? Yeah. And I mean, you're just barely blipping the throttle in third gear, and it's and you're sending it. Um, all the berms are shaped up. We've got step ups and step downs and rollers and scrub jumps and we've got a, a big launch to flat and we got the straightaways and we got some 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 rhythm sections and then and we got a huge quad and i didn't hit the quad and it's huge 100 <laughs> foot jump i mean you're talking about my front yard dude it's crazy yeah I mean, it's like five days worth of work you know we got some we got some great people helping me out the property and and dude, I like whispered the idea, and they were already working on it, right? And we yeah. got um, Atlas Track Works, which is he's like a pro track builder. He, we moved all the dirt, you know, like four thousand yards of dirt, and then we had him come in. It's all in the stories or you know, Instagram. Check it out. And he shaped it up, and dude, it. I mean, from what we did to what he like was able to finish it, dude. It's it's mm. so sick. It's yeah. it makes me just want to build a bigger one now. Yeah. Just want an all moto track. Like, the whole place is just going to be a giant moto track. Right. So, I mean, well, I was out there this weekend when we went fishing, and I got to see some of it. I mean, it's like clean edges, professional looking. I mean, it's like... Dude, it's artwork. Dude, yeah. it is like literal artwork out there, man. And that I know. That's why I'm saying just... I, I want my kids to hit it like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So, so we'll probably, you know, we're going to hit out... They're going to get out there this weekend... I don't know if it rains or not, so we'll touch it up, but we'll let them ride it, and yeah, dude, start, start having a having a ball, man. Yeah, start learning. I'm gonna have to get on your bike and just go out there and just dude, see what happens, dude. I think I'm gonna put together like a fleet of bikes, man. Just so everybody <laughs> that says that they don't have no excuses when they show up, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, and you're not, and dude. I mean, a lot of people I've been talking to, and I, you know, we've seen it on Facebook groups and people stopping on the highways. Like, I mean, you know, I hope I can share it. You know, eventually, you know, I get the yeah. place going and get a lot of people out there and have lots of fun. Right. But yeah, but I get carried away on the moto track because I'm, dude. It's all I'm thinking about and talking about. But, but not really, man. I mean, we're we're making big headway on the property still. We. Um, We've got the permits. We're we've got we're working on the permits, but yeah, dude, we've like started drawing out, sketching out, planning out the boat ramp. Yeah. So super, and that's gonna go right into the Colorado. Right? right into the Colorado, man. It's gonna dump right into Matagorda Bay. I mean, dude, so stoked about that, dude. I can't wait to get a skiff, put it on the buggy, just like wake up in the morning, like drinking coffee. Driving, like, pull a skiff with a buggy and dumping it into the water. You know, yeah. like, that's my goal. Yeah. And uh, and it's doable. And we kind of, we got a backhoe out there, and I pulled back some of the bank um, to try to kind of start cleaning it up. And that way we can get it all marked up and get the permits and stuff like that done right. But, dude, uh-huh. it's, it's sick. We got the room. We've got it drawn out. We're going to be able to get back there, um, build, like, a real cool area that we can hang out with here. Um, probably still keep some camping spots out there on the river and yeah, dude, I mean, it's just, 
just coming along. It takes forever, you know, longer than, than you think. Yeah. More money, you'll cost right. more. But, I mean, hey, you just keep at it and you're just making progress, man. Yeah, um, a little bit at a time. It's been fun. Yeah, I'm glad you got to come out there, too, and see it. I think we drove around. We got to see a gator, right? Yeah. We've got the duck ponds. They're starting to fill up, which is cool. Um, the gators have spread out a little bit more, you know, right. so we don't see, you know, a lot of times we could just take the buggy back there and they'd all be in, like, one hole, basically just eating each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, we um, you so get some deer back there too. Saw some. Did we see some deer when we were out? There? Yeah, we saw some deer when we were in the buggy. Um, getting a lot of deer moving across. I don't really have my. I don't really have the oak trees uh-huh. on my little part of the river. So I'm really concerned that they're just gonna just kind of go into the and find the oak trees and get in the thick woods and not move. Yeah, you know, come like November. You know, uh-huh. right now. But we'll see. I mean, I've been seeing some good deer moving. And um, do you have uh, any game cameras out there or anything? Or are you you spreading any corn ever? I put a little feeder out there just recently in a game camera, and I, I get some traffic through it, but it hadn't really established itself yet. Yeah. Um, a lot of activity out there too, so it's kind oh, of oh yeah. And I didn't. I, yeah. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I just stuck it on a T-post and like put it in the brush, you know, and I uh-huh. didn't put the game camera, I didn't fence it off from the cows and do the, like literally when I like put it up and I go back and I check the game camera and it's just one cow licking it. Really? <laughs> and like, not, like, sitting, I'm like, you know, I was, and I, I just figured, you know, I was like, I, you know, but that's what you get for doing a shortcut, right? You know, I was like, ah, it'll be fine. Um, but found it. <laughs> dude, like instantly, it was just licking it. <laughs> Forty game camera pictures of his tongue. <laughs> but um, but yeah, man, no, it's it's yeah, we got it set up. The dove are still thick, man. The yeah. dove are thick, but dude, oh, but the blackbirds moved in. Yeah, and what? I, dude, now I hate blackbirds. Why do you hate blackbirds? Dude, they're just shitting on everything. <laughs> like I'm trying to build a barn. And like we're trying to paint it, and they're literally just, just pooping. On like our cleanest spot up, and then they'll land on and poop. Yeah, <laughs> but and, and then I'll, I'll see them. Just come in big oh, dude, yeah, dude, and just like, and they hadn't, they hadn't been doing that recently. Like I'd see them, or they maybe they land on it, but they weren't like pooping on everything. Uh-huh. And yeah, dude. So I was, I was, I don't know what it was, but you know, last week I saw them in the morning, and it moved the camper up front because we're painting. Yeah. So it's not got full hookups, but I saw them. So I hop in the buggy, all ass down there, and um, and scare the bird. Hey, fly and do this flock of blackbirds. They pick up, and then they go land on my camper. <laughs> and start pooping on my camper. And so they fly down the buggy, down the road. I get back to them, scare them. They jump up, go back to the building. Oh, God. Dude, I'm about to wage war on them. <laughs> Ranch developer problems. <laughs> but Black yeah, man. Birds. Blackbirds, dude. But no, Matagor's going good. We're having fun. We're going to get out there. Um, yeah, you get to, I guess when you're out there, you, you run down to the beach occasionally to go check out the surf and stuff. I think you said something about the surf forecast is looking pretty good this week. Uh, dude, finally, man. Like, I, I don't know. I mean... I, maybe somebody's been catching it better than me, but man, we had nothing so far, right? And, you know, I was kind of hoping for some of that like early fall surf, mm-hmm. you know, where you can get some of these north winds and the water's not too cold. And I mean, yeah, it'll be cold, dude. But I mean, you could just get out there without a wetsuit and deal with it. Yeah. But man, I hadn't seen anything, and um, and I've been back there, you know, this last week, and the tides are out low. Um, you know, we've got some good winds, but we didn't have any swell. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, looking at the forecast now, man, I do see, I don't know, five foot, six foot swells, you know, southeast swells. So, I mean, if the wind, if the wind's right, dude, yeah, I think we could have some good surf this week. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're more than halfway through October and we've had two small cool fronts. I mean, I'm kind of hoping that November is our October and December is our November, mm-hmm. but I'm really hoping that November doesn't turn into November and we totally mm-hmm. skip October. November's always good, though. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, you know, I don't know, the last, like, 30 years since we got global warming or whatever. 
But, um, you know, because, I mean, I re- dude, when I was growing up, I remember you used to get cold in, like, September. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? At least have the little cool like, fronts that we had uh, the past week or so. Yeah, like, you're pulling the Carhartt out in September. Like, it's not a main wardrobe piece yet. Right. But, like, it's coming out in September. But, yeah, dude, no, I'm with you. I think um, I th- I've been seeing that in the marsh. I-, I think we're close. We're real close. Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I've told, I told Hannah the other day, too. I said, man, I said, get ready. This is our time to shine. Mm-hmm. And she knew what I was talking about because I'm like, dude, this is my favorite time of the year. Right. This when everybody's at home. The beach is empty. And, dude, we're having a ball. You know, we're yeah. surfing, catching redfish. Like, we're having fun. Middle of the day, you're still, you know, still warm. You know, you're, you're in a swimsuit. Yeah, I mean, surfing in like a wetsuit or whatever. But yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I'm getting pumped, man. Beach conditions are always good. You can drive down the whole thing. It's right. cool. Yeah, it's looking good yeah. right now, man. I love it. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah, I think uh, I think we'll keep the Matagorda updates in the podcast because it's always changing. It's ever changing. And it's always exciting. Dude, you never know what I'm going to do either, man. I, dude, I could change my mind, and who knows what we're going to build out there. But yeah. it, it's 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 wild. But, but yeah, it's it's definitely, it's all consuming right now. I'm heading out there in the morning, man. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, dude, we're getting windows. Nice. And my window openings are not the right size yet. So <laughs> that's got to get fixed tomorrow. Developer problems. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, well, yeah, we'll... Uh, We'll talk about what we did this past weekend. We went from Matagorda down to Rockport, but some of the things we did this weekend in Rockport, I'd like to cover Rockport happenings, right? So what were some of the things that uh, went on in Rockport this weekend? Oh, dude, it was a busy weekend, right? Yeah. Um, trap party. That mm-hmm. was the main reason that we were down there. Yeah, and that was super fun. Um, yeah, dude, I mean... Chris uh, Fowler knows how to put on an anniversary Oh, party. yeah, I think we're going to get into that. Um big time right or or or, i mean yeah dude we can cover it now but i guess let's just run through a list i mean seriously dude it's like a list right i'm just trying to think like flytrap party market days right yeah it was market days right uh we went to port a remember that Mm -hmm. and we went to the wooden boat festival right yeah we went to port a for lunch and then they had tents set up kind of like a uh like a farmer's market and Mm -hmm. Uh, Hannah was with us, and she wanted to catch. Yeah, dude, we went to Port A to Lilo's, right? Yeah. And because I can't not go to Port A, no matter how tired or long the drive is or whatever, I have to go down there. Right. And Lilo's and Wooden Boat Festival. Yeah, Hannah saw the tents. We went out there. Dude, I had no idea, but I could tell as soon as I stepped in, like, under the little wooden boat sign, Uh those people were dedicated, dude. Oh, yeah. It was a legit festival. Super cool boats and like people were having a good time. They had a full on tent set up where they were doing, um, they were educating people on how wooden boat kits are made, how to how to sand, how to epoxy, how to fiberglass or whatever the method is that they're gonna they're gonna top coat their wooden boat with. But yeah, it uh, it was pretty involved. And then there was some, I mean, it's like real art pieces that. I'd like oh, to see dude. in the water and get on and, and and motor around and see how they, you know, the buoyancy and how they handle and everything like that. But I mean there's I mean that's what a lot of the a lot of the sailboats and stuff like that, they're you know, wooden boats that have been fiberglassed over or whatever it is. I mean that's how boats were made. Yeah, dude. I mean, for real, you know, just like a happening little town, right? Mm. Man, we've been in Matic. We're getting readjusted to the Matagorda life, you know? And so mm. we get out to, to Rockport and we're like, whoa, look at all this stuff. Yeah. People everywhere. There's things. Right. You know? But, um, but yeah, dude, it was cool. And, and yeah, the, the main attraction was the fly trap, right, with with Chris because we, uh, we donated, right? We uh-huh. donated a fish camp stay, two night yeah. fish camp stay to the raffle, and, uh, and yeah, dude, I think we did that because the dude puts together one hell of a raffle, man. Oh yeah, I mean that's why we. I mean honestly, dude, I'm not a super social person. <laughs> you know, if you if you know me, you'll know that's true, right? But the dude's got a raffle, and uh, and yeah, I was interested in it, and you want to go, so I'm like, yeah, we'll stick around for it. Oh yeah, um, hey, it, I mean it's one of the best. 
It's one of the best event raffles that I participated Period. in twice. Oh, yeah. In the past two years. And, and even ever. I mean, I I go to, I mean, as you know, I, I work in the oil and gas field. They do industry events, clay shoots, all that kind of stuff. Industry partners donate whatever it is to raffles, right? Oh, but man, dude. This is like an independent fly shop with, you know, people that want to support local well, it shows what the dudes built, man, and and and, and you want to talk about like community, you know what I mean? Right. Like he's got the community following, and uh, and yeah, dude, like I'm with you. It's just period. Doesn't even need any explanation or caveat. Like it's just awesome. And on top of that, dude, he's got food. You know, yeah. he's got drinks. He's got a bar. I mean, he and nothing, dude. He doesn't ask for anything, right? right. And and that's why I'm saying like yeah dude we'll throw down you know I mean I hope he made some money I think he did he sells a shitload of raffle tickets right but right. I mean we donated our we donated I know we each threw down at least a hundred bucks in the raffle right yeah brought our own drinks right oh, I think y'all drank some of his drinks yeah well they had all hands uh, out there you know kind of sampling their, their yeah the cocktails like the bar strength cocktails uh-huh. i didn't drink a whole lot that night but um yeah they had um i think they had someone had donated a couple of kegs and and there were like you said there was food and uh the pecos table guys were making ceviche and you know oh really i didn't connect that those oh, were yeah. the pecos uh-huh. table guys uh-huh. god damn i'm glad i didn't say anything bad about those tables <laughs> holy crap yeah i think they're cool as shit but <laughs> Man, I did not know that. So I'm glad I didn't go on some poor boy rant about how expensive they are. No, they, yeah. <laughs> um, no, that, that, I mean, the way that he coordinated everything and just had people, uh, had, had a setup outside. He even had, I mean, he knows how to host people because he had, uh, somebody outside uh, smoking pork butts, making Cubano sandwiches. Making pulled pork sandwiches and for yeah, for dude. people leaving, he had three tattoo artists. I think three, maybe four, three tattoo artists. Two or three. Yeah, they two. had their uh, they had like a a small catalog of tattoos that they were doing. Flash. One, it's called yeah, flash. flash tattoos. Yeah, yeah, one of them was was uh, Chris Fowler's face. Yeah, which is awesome. And one, yeah, one of his buddies got his face tattooed on his arm. Yeah, dude, they had um the dude from the um was it Back Bay Black Duck Back Bay yeah Black Duck Seth Black Duck yeah Seth oh man yeah he was Black he was, Duck Skiffs yeah he was out there man had his new little skiff out there super cool right I mean it's fun dude I liked it you know I mean and you know uh, Roy's and Corpus uh-huh. has their big like end of the year blowout sell bash. One of the I know a sales rep I was talking to there was talking about that too, but I mean, dude, like if I have my choice, that's exactly where I'm gonna be is over there at the fly trap, right? right. It's just it's cool, it's a good group of guys, um, and and yeah, kudos to them, man. I hope I hope we get invited back to number three. Yeah, well, and they're like as uh, Chris was telling us, their shop is kind of like in the back corner of that little shopping center. He's moving upstairs, and he's gonna have a full window view of Little Bay at, out the out the back window. Right? Yeah, that's gonna be super cool. Yeah, so yeah, he's. I mean, I, I mean, I think his shop space is is doubling at the at the least, and so I mean, I'm excited to see how he fills his retail space, and I mean, he he always carries all the coolest stuff. So yeah, he's got good stuff, man. Also. Big highlight, and new not to make this podcast like the uh, Fly Trap Party podcast, but um, dude, we want a fly rod. Yeah, like uh, and I say we, you know, because it's a team effort. I think it's going to end up being Hannah's fly rod, right? And and rightfully so. Um, but dude, like one heck of a fly rod too, man. Oh yeah. Um, I it's a Run Amuck Customs custom fly rod. Um, was a Galvin reel? Yeah, I mean, you know, all rigged out already. Backing fly line leaders. I think we got some extra stuff, dude. I mean, dude, like serious, real deal, expensive ass. You know, I don't know, 
thousand dollar plus fly rod for sure. Yeah, fifteen hundred dollar plus fly rod. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah, fifteen hundred plus. Yeah. And uh, yeah, dude, they called out my number, man. We won it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right on. Yeah, I mean, we were sitting there listening to him rattle off numbers for every one of the give giveaways. Like, he had that big. Uh, I don't remember who donated it, but the big wooden cabinet with all the fly tying materials oh, and all dear. that and uh and a, and a vice and all that kind of stuff but yeah he was rattling off numbers and then y'all got called for that fly rod and reel combo and uh we're sitting there and the guy who donated the the rod the custom rod he was sitting right next to us and he goes oh yeah i made that rod I was like, that is freaking cool. Dude, that was awesome, man. I mean, and that's what I'm talking about, dude. You talk about a tight-knit community. Yeah. You know, being able, like, everybody there donated stuff is there, you know, for the most part. Right. Either there or was there at some point or something. And, uh, I mean, some, you know, some super cool guides donated stuff. Uh, and had some big prizes from, yeah. you know, Stiffy and Bay Flats and Diablo and stuff. But... But yeah, dude. I mean, it was it was it was tight, man. Dude, we won that rod. It was the coolest looking rod out there. Oh yeah, right. You know what I mean? It was the one everybody had there. It was had the most tickets. Yeah. And the little cup had a really crazy cork design handle on it. And and I'm not like a custom rod person. You know what I mean? I buy high end shit, but I normally don't buy custom. You know. But I mean, it looks it looks sick. And. and Hannah's super fired up about it, so I think that one's gonna be hers. Yeah, and you know, be her baby, and um, oh, that'll be good. And and yeah, dude, just being able to meet those people and see that as well was—I mean, it was cool. You know, we were standing right next to that dude, right? And uh, and same thing with our giveaway, right? Like mm-hmm. we gave and dude, like our giveaway is nothing compared to that fly rod. Uh-huh. It's something. It's pretty significant, man. Two night stay at fish camp, dude. You. Airbnb fees on top of the little bit that we get, you know, it's uh-huh. a significant chunk of change. But um, but the person, what I'm saying is that like, you know, we got to meet that person because it's a community, right? And then the then the person that won our fish camp stay, you know, it was super cool because we got to meet her as well. Yeah, you know, and that and that was that was awesome, man. And getting to hear what she does, where they came from, you know, they come from Dallas. Mm-hmm. They're big on that fly fishing organization that they got. And they run. Yeah, it's a women's organization. Yeah, fly wo- fishing women's fly fishing organization. And and I mean, honestly, dude, I hope I hope she can get like the you know maybe they can do like a group thing out there. You know, we'll oh, yeah. we'll work with them and figure something out. But right. I mean, that's cool. You know, how could you pick out a better thing to to donate something of your own to a good cause? Good people win it. I mean, it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think uh, yeah, that kind of covers our fly trap experience. What a there's a couple other things coming up in Rockport, and I mean, there's so much stuff that's always happening in Rockport around this past. It's like you can't go down there and do it every weekend. Going I know that that's that's you know it's. Rockport, it's not the sleepy fishing village anymore, yeah. right? But it's not it's not a big city either, you know? It's got a lot of cool homegrown stuff, so yeah, right. Yeah, on. I mean, they're having the next weekend on October 28th, they're having the 6th annual Fulton Fall Festival. And so they'll have all sorts of fall type of activities. That's at the Fulton Fairgrounds from 10 to 2. And then uh, Ducks Unlimited is having their banquet that Saturday, too, on the 28th. Uh, 5 30 to 9 30 so if you're in the area and you you want to go they're probably going to have a raffle too i'm a raffle sucker i love raffles <laughs> yeah you can cca banquets ducks unlimited banquets i'm going for the raffles <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, yeah that's at the fulton convention center so yeah y'all go check that out if you're in town um, I think we might still have some availability at Fish Camp Rockport, so check that out at untamedout.com if you want to go check it out. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think that covers kind of our our, uh, our intro section of uh, updates, corrections, happenings, all the I, things. I like it, man. Yeah. I, I, like the, I like getting into that stuff. Yeah, so what, uh, I mean, we did some fishing. We did some significant amount of fishing. We were fishing Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, kind of with the intention of looking for fall patterns, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I, ha- I had been in Matagorda fishing for a while, right? Mm-hmm. But we 
We were fishing starting Friday, and it was a little different than normal, so we got to kind of talk about it, right? When we say we were fishing Friday, you weren't fishing with me. Right. Because I I had a trip that day, right? Uh And uh, and so you were fishing on your own, but we were both in East Bay. Yeah. And and yeah, dude, it was it was kind of cool. I enjoyed that. I think you ought to fish a little more often, you know. Um, it was good to have a buddy out there too, and uh, and and I like that it it was it was you, right? And um, but we were kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. So I had a client, and, he, and I asked him, I said, "Hey, you want to wade fish?" He said, "Yeah, dude, that's why I booked you." And I said, "Well, do you want to wade fish and walk through some mud?" And he said, "Dude, I'm down for whatever." And I said, "Done." And so I kind of wanted to set up kind of the same thing that you were doing mm-hmm. and kind of seeing how if the patterns were the same for us, you know, with the different approaches in the different sections of the bay, right? Right. And, and I think we've kind of, I think basically were, right? You know, it was, uh, we just had the north wind for a while. Uh-huh. It was an was it Northwest Friday still was it like a West yep. wind Northwest West yeah. wind yeah for the first um, I don't know from sun up till about nine or ten o'clock mm-hmm. yeah dude so really looking for and, and that foggy oh foggy so I'll get out man yeah shit dude and we left the, we left the harbor early and we get in we're in the intercoastal heading to cut dude. And, I, and I'm taking it pretty slow on the outside. And, dude, we got we're into, like, two barges and, like, five other boats and, like, down at an idle. And uh, it's, it was crazy. Anyhow, we, we got out into about the time we got to the cut going into East Bay. It was it was kind of opened up. So, yeah, we yeah. we ran in there and um, and kind of the same intentions, right, was to go find school and redfish right. in the marsh. Yeah. And I didn't know where in the marsh. The I mean, I know those fish are gathering and 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 getting together. Uh, I just didn't know how deep in the marsh because we'd had that couple of cold fronts, but it really didn't get that cold. I think we hit maybe fifty in the fifties. Dude, like I, a morning, I don't, a couple mornings. It was nice, man. When yeah. I was out, the dude, it was nice. It was like it was like cold enough to be to be a little chilly in the morning, yeah. you know, and it was cold enough to be like. Feeling good in the camper, man. Right. Like not turning on the heater, just you know, just getting that temperature down a little lower than you'd normally crank that AC. And, yeah. And yeah, dude. Yeah. So um, I think my plan going across, and and I left the harbor a little bit after you, maybe like twenty minutes after you did. So you guys cleared a little bit of the fog out of the intercoastal for me. I was cruising down the intercoastal um, solo, but I had my buddy Taylor with me and. Um, and so we got out there, and we just we head straight across, and uh, we started working the marsh area. And my plan was to slowly work the front before you even get in the marsh. You know, just kind of hit some of those shorelines. Uh, kind of saw some flounder jumping, saw a little bit of bait activity, and kind of worked that front area. I mean, right off the bat, we had a trout tail walking on top of the water when we were working that front section. Taylor had hooked up. And um, and it was it was running towards us, and so he didn't. He and y'all were blind casting yeah, the fly, right. yeah, hooked up to a trout. Type. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't get the slack up fast enough, and yeah. and it it busted off. But I mean, that was a good sign right there on, in itself. And so, um, you know, we were my plan was to work into the marsh and kind of work in a little section, and then kind of work parallel to the bay, and then work in a little further and work parallel to the bay and so on and so forth right and kind of see where those fish were working um and so that's that's kind of what we did and and um and i'd say overall uh we found schooling redfish not in huge numbers but they were probably working somewhere in the middle between the bay and the beach yeah um yeah kind of similar um i i kind of we were going to be on foot, so the spot I picked was definitely not where me and you pull around a lot, where you can really find those redfish far, far off the bay. You yeah. know, went to another spot I had that gives a lot of mix between hard sand, bayside, good uh, mixed shell, hard, hard bottom shell, muddy bottom shell. And then kind of goes back in the marsh where it gets a lot more muddy, right? Mm-hmm. And and we we set up there, and so the, the you know we we were on a we were on school and redfish literally right, basically just like one little grass turn away from the 
bay from the bay you uh-huh. know and so we, we got out there kind of early because i wanted to work that that chill and we didn't get much that i don't think i don't remember now maybe i got one and we we hopped out of the boat and i and i told the guy i could tell i was gonna be a little faster than him i was like hey i'm gonna walk over here and look yeah and so i did and as soon as i got over there dude tells the redfish man yeah and i mean just like just perfect and I look over in another group. And so we were getting schools of probably, you know, five to ten fish. And I could already see two schools right off the bat, probably another third school. So I kind of hollered and said, hey, man, come over here. Mm-hmm. And so we, we get back over there. And, and I mean, you know, it's just it's just what you're looking for, fall time in the marsh, right? Yeah. And we throw. And we hook up and break off. We. We. Client. I don't I don't throw, right? I'm not, I'm not trying to catch these fish. Yeah. Right? Oh, uh, it would be easy. I could have hammered out the lemon, dude. We could have been back to the ramp by eight thirty, but mm-hmm. it's just not the trips I run, right? Yeah. And so, and and this dude, he's super legit, man. Fished a lot, knew what he was doing, right? Brought his own gear, had good waders, had good stuff, but yeah. broke off. I'm like, all right, whatever. We um, and and I've got some lures, conventional, not fly fishing, and so we we tie up again, dude. Hook up, break off. Yeah. And I'm like, he tied it up again, right? You know, I think we, anyhow, we did it one more time. And that's the school split, obviously, like after this third time. And I'm like, God, dog, man, dude, now my job's getting tough. Yeah. And so um, I was like, give me that. So I tied it up and then I pulled on it, boom, and I, and I broke the line. I just, because I tied it up and then I, Pulled on the line and line broke. Uh-huh. Dude, he just he had bad line, man. He said he just put some new line on, and I believe him, but he just had bad line, right? Yeah. So, um, kind of a risk with being a guiding and taking people with their own gear, you know. Right. And and I've been back and forth. I mean, I got good stuff, um, and and I've been back and forth, but I enjoy it. You know, he has his own weight kit. You know, he wants to wade fish. Dude, you know, he's got a son, super cool, and he's going to introduce him into the outdoors and stuff like that as he gets a little older. And so, yeah, dude, I, I want to do this, and I don't mind learning and going through these kind of these hardships with you, right? But yeah. third time, we're not doing it anymore, right? right? So I give him my rod, and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm going to book it to the boat, which, yeah. you know, I don't know. Probably not that far. It seems like a mile when you're walking mud. through the mud and the mosquitoes and the grass. And so, dude, I bust ass back to the boat, dude, as fast as I can, man. And I'm, I'm like, dude, you know, I'm a little winded, right? And dude, I get, I get my other rod, I get the other, you know, I head out there to him, and we get out there, and, and he, I don't think he had much luck while I wasn't there. Uh-huh. Um, the schools had split. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I mean, what? So we, I mean, the that was the last of the schools that we saw, uh-huh. right? And that was kind of that mid morning. That wind had was shifting back to the south. It was already much warmer. Yeah, you know, so we don't really have that cooler water temp. Those cold days keep them schooling all day. Right. And is that kind of what y'all saw? Yeah. Well, we didn't we didn't see schools right off the bat like you guys did. We had to push into the marsh and do a couple of passes in and out of islands before we actually started seeing schools of three, four, five fish. Mm-hmm. And so I'd say probably about nine in the morning. Um, was when we started seeing fish, and so maybe uh, what you guys were seeing was fish that were up on the on the front that maybe we pushed when we first showed mm-hmm. up. Maybe and uh, and and ours were schooling back a little bit further in than you guys were at the time. Yeah. So yeah, because we we saw the schools earlier. Right. You know, maybe maybe by eight there we didn't anymore, but. That nine ten is, I think, when we really got into them again. Yeah, and that was when we started moving and working through the marsh. Yeah, right. And they were moving. I wouldn't say we saw any more schools after that. We definitely, we were sitting on a few cuts, and it, and honestly, the bite got tough. And and you know, I kind of hate it when that happens because, and uh, I hated as a guy. Another client was super thrilled, dude, because we were getting fucking freight trains. Like just these huge redfish. I was we were standing on these cuts yeah. that feed in because I'm kind of following. You can get lost in the marsh when you're waiting because you can hop over grass lines real easy and that they don't get the flow, the tidal movements and the flow that the redfish are looking for, you know. But I know how to follow them and to cut corners back yeah. there. 
And so we're sitting on these cuts, dude, and I mean, just do redfish after redfish. We're rolling by, which is great confidence booster, right? Showing them, being like, dude, they're going that way. There's not a lot of space they can go. You know what I mean? Like, let's go get them. Yeah. And uh, and and yeah, we 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 uh, we found a pretty cool little spot where kind of figured out what we needed downsized on the lures and we're kind of we were doing pretty quick retrieve with them yeah and you you painted the mustache with that fast retrieve with that Uh little bitty paddle tail dude and just inside the strike oh man dude every time right yeah i mean when we were sitting in that cut dude i would hit him on the head with a top water we were throwing bigger lures at him we were pulling them up to him and letting the lures drop. We're dragging them over the ground slow uh-huh. and nothing. And, you know, it gets a little frustrating. And, um, but, but that was the ticket, man. Small paddle tail and just straight, fast, constant relief, dude. You paint the mustache and, and you just see that red fish just go from slow cruising to just strike. Cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. It's cool, man. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, it is a lot of fun. I love doing that. And, um, so, got on some fish. Um, I, I'd say the the bite really ended at like eleven o'clock, somewhere around there for us. I mean, we we pushed far back in the marsh, and 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 you could tell where the difference was, where you you'd stop seeing shrimp jumping, you started seeing a little bit of mullet, and then once you pushed a little bit too far back. It was just a dead zone. There was no fish back there. Mm-hmm. And so you, we, we kind of worked our way back towards the front, and then you started seeing more fish. But, I mean, we were further into the day, and so the fish were kind of scattered out. So Well, and, and I don't know if we touched this yet, but, I mean, you know, good sign, too, for this time of year, too, is shrimp. Yeah. And I saw lots of good shrimp in the bay. Yeah. And, and yeah, dude, so we, we did the same thing. I mean, after we really got on them there, when we, got, when we finally got it all figured out, right line, right lures, you know, right, everything, yeah. and uh, caught a bonus flounder, you know, pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I was like, hey, and, and you, dude, and I'm going to fish, man. I, I don't want to be a guide to where my clients have anything left in the tank. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was like, yeah, dude, let's fish. And um, so we went, and I think, man, I don't know if we hit one spot, or maybe we drove around and showed them a few spots, you know, uh-huh. hey, you can drive over here, you can drive over there. And I hit this one little cove that's with that weird west wind that's wind blown, and we got into it, and uh, and and like you said, man, we we got in there and dude, I don't know, we probably saw like walking up to it, we probably saw a dozen flounder jump. Yeah, you know, and 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 we and we ran out there, and I don't know what happened, but somehow broke off again, or or, or bit the tails of the lure off, setting the hook too early, you know, mm-hmm. and and. Um, and we and we were just worn out at that time, so yeah. we just wanted to kind of call it quits. We had to go back to the boat to rearm with lures, you know. And it was like, ah, let's go back. Yeah. And so yeah, we went back. Well, one of the things when we were in the marsh, we were pulling down a, a shoreline, and there was a one of those foil balloons in the grass on the shoreline, and so oh, like a birthday balloon. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Taylor was like, oh look, let's pick that up. That's going to be a big redfish later. Because just the karma from yeah. picking up the balloon out of the marsh, right? And so, sure enough, towards the end of our trip, uh, we were pushing down uh, one of the cuts, and uh, we see this. We see a big blow up uh, on an adjacent uh, little pond area, and so I pull over there, and this redfish just blew up this bait area, and he's just kind of cruising around a shoreline, and uh, comes through where. We're sitting right by the only inlet back to the main water. And that fish is cruising right through that little inlet. And Taylor drops his fly in front of him. And the fish turns and goes back towards the pond. He throws the fly in front of him again. The fish turns, goes back towards the main water, throws the fly in front of him again. Fish turns. I mean, like three times, literally, no joke. I mean, within like 10 feet of the boat. And finally, he. I was like, there's no way he's eating your fly. He throws the he drops the fly in front of him fourth time, fish friggin' slams it and Dang. busts into the marsh. I mean, just like an upper slot fish Sick. and just to starts peeling line. I was like, that's because you picked up the balloon out of the marsh. Nice, man, good karma, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, so that was pretty fun. But steward uh, of our environment. Yeah, right, dude. And so y'all caught that at the end of the day. Uh huh. Oh, right on. Yeah. 
Yeah, dude, no, we were tired, man. He was tired. And, uh, yeah, we headed back. You met us when we came back. Right. Yeah, we, we got out about the same time. And, yeah. Um, and yeah, then we went back to the back to the ranch, dude. Looked at some alligators, right? <laughs> yeah, looked at some alligators. Uh, we flushed some dove out of the goat yeah, weed. Bunch of dove. <laughs> Saw a couple a uh, couple doe running yeah. back in the back of the property. Uh, but yeah, we were ultimately we kind of checked on the track and how the progress was, and then we were headed to Rockport, right? Yeah, dude, straight to Rockport, man. Meet Han out there and uh, and go to the fly trap party. So yeah, it was a long day. Yeah. Uh, we, we stashed my boat there. You took your boat. I grabbed the surfboards. You know, we didn't end up surfing. Right. right. We kind of already went over that recap. But, but yeah, we did some fishing. We didn't just party. We did some pretty good fishing in, right. in, um, in Rockport, too. What an adjustment it is, right? I think you got to see that pretty good, you know? Right. Right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think there's a couple factors that play into the, the experience that we had in Matagorda versus... At Port A slash Rockport ride is the pressure on fish and and they're definitely not in Dude, the full fall swing of things. Well, it's not. It's not cold enough, right? So yeah. the full fall swing. Um, the, I mean, what I love about the fall is it's so easy to pattern, right? And and I could give my secrets away, or you know, I don't think it's much of a secret, right? But it's like when the water's cold. Fish like it when it warms up. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the fall pattern we're talking about, right? Like, yeah. fine and shallow mud. That's what warms up first. Right. You know, so it just draws in fish. So we're, we're not we're not seeing that yet, right? We've seen some really good fishing. Um, we've seen some of these good patterns. But going from Matagorda to Rockport, and I hope I'm not like the Matagorda salesperson of the year. Not, not now while I'm, I'm moving back or whatever. But, I mean, dude, it's so evident to see the fishing pressure, right? I mean, yeah. fuck, dude. We get out there, and you and you spend a week in Matagorda, and you're like, da 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 just having fun, catching right. fish. You get out to Rockport, and you do that same attitude. Dude, spooked fish everywhere, up and down the whole flats. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. And it, and it is, yeah, dude. It's pressure. I mean, you know. I mean, we were, so we were in my skiff, me, you, and Hannah, and we cruise out maybe... 20 minutes, 30 minutes before sun is actually breaking the horizon. Mm-hmm. And we we cruise across. We, we stop 100 yards before the shoreline that we want to start pulling, and we pull into there. And we're, we're kind of blind casting just to kind of see what, what activity we can pick up before we get to the shoreline. And Hannah hooks up to a, a lower slot red, and yeah. um, that was cool. She, you know... It, it, that was a good sign. I mean, yeah. I'd, I'd say we were like, all right, we're going to have a decent... Oh, yeah, we're not even, like, in the area we want to yeah. pull yet, you know? It's like we shut the motor off and already catching fish. Right. And so, I mean, horizon looks beautiful. We start pulling up to the shoreline, and we start seeing some tails come up. And, you know, decent amount of tails. I mean, we were looking at probably a school of maybe 20-plus, 30 fish. And uh, half of big them one. with their tails yeah, out. Big yeah. one. I mean that that's that's good, great size. Yeah, and uh, and so we're you know we're we're cognizant of what's happening. We we make a couple adjustments on the boat, and we want to get Hannah on a school of fish on the fly rod. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, she caught it with a bait caster, right? Uh-huh. We got as soon as we shut down, throwing pitching a bait caster, but yeah. And, yeah, and so, yeah, we're going to get her set up on the fly rod. We're like, this is going to be perfect. And, mind you, this is the day after I spotted three schools of fish, uh-huh. screamed and hollered, hey, get over here. There's schools of redfish, you yeah. know, jumping around, waving a rod, uh, waiting time, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, dude, we want to get the rod set up. And, man, and me, dude, I fucking bumped a pair of pliers bumped like the grab handle on your boat and dude every fish on the flat spooked right? oh, and we were so we were to paint the picture we were maybe 50 to 75 75 yards from these fish on the skiff no wake in the water no, no, no pressure wave or no nothing or more nobody was going to make that cast we were not not within anybody's casting range no yeah. And 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 we readjusted on the boat because Hannah was going to get on the fly rod. 
you were going to help on the front of the deck and maybe coach a little bit, and I was going to take over pulling. So I got on the back of the boat. You walked around the side, and I had my boga plier combo hanging off the rod holder, and you just inadvertently kicked the float that was on that boga plier combo, and it just barely tapped <laughs> the side of the boat. And you, all you just see is just the whole Lakes school everywhere, up. dude. I, I mean, know, shallow, flat, you know, Rockport. The sun's barely breaking over the horizon. Everything is glass, and dude, just wakes, big old redfish wakes going in every direction. <laughs> and that's something that you, you can. I mean, I've done this plenty, and, it, and maybe it's because we're not in full fall swing and things, but. You have a school of you know forty fifty redfish and and maybe after you you hook up and you you hook up to the first fish that's in the middle of the school does the whole school blow up like that but seventy five yards away with the tap of the boat oh man I mean kind of was just slightly heartbreaking kind of a bummer kind of a bummer but I mean I mean Saturday and it was kind of a the whole weekend was a was an observation of fishing pressure in a fishing pressure town that's it too you know because we, we definitely came up pulled on some smaller schools we came up on some paired yeah. fish and 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 they they were presenting themselves but they were definitely not they were not happy fish yeah no you, i mean you can tell the difference yeah. and and too you can't just you can't just bad mouth and say ah it's more pressure it's more airboats out of this and that i mean granted the water's clear yeah. You know, they can see a little better. They can see a little further. Um, you know, they've got to be a little bit more on edge. But, but yeah, dude, I mean, that, that that's for sure. Because, um, I mean, you know, and, too, when, the whole time we're fishing out there, you're never really sure we can run really far back into Lighthouse or that. But, I mean, Lighthouse is only so big. It's finite. You can never really yeah. get that far away. Right. And, um, and yeah, so, I mean, so you always kind of have company, um, you know, and, and it just is what it is and, and, and we make do and yeah, we ran back into, you know, hit some, hit some islands in South Bay and, you know, did some fishing and got on some trout as well. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's great. It's fun. We love it. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. Oh yeah. Hannah loves being out there. I mean, I mean, it, it, it is, you know, it's just a really spectacular place and you see this blended industry and you know great habitat and and everything that's out there in this coastal town and shipping town and big shit you know it and it's a really neat point in texas and it and it, and it deserves you know it you know and, and rightfully so right but but yeah it's a little bit of a learning curve that day that was yeah. before the flat trap and then we went to the party. We did the same thing the next day with the same fish and very much more tired people. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, you know, we got there about the same time in the day. We came up on some schooling fish, but not quite as many. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of the same story, the same, you know, we before sun broke the horizon, we saw some schooling fish. And then after that, it was kind of like onesie twosies here mm-hmm. and there. And then... Yeah, we missed a few good eats, you know, couldn't get the hook up. But like I said, we were really working with, with Hannah and wanted to get her on that stuff too. And Yeah. And 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 I was pretty worn out, you know, at that point. So I think we called it a little earlier that day. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't stick around until after lunch or anything, but um no, I think we had a overall we had a good weekend. We got to get a good pulse on, on what's coming. I mean, I think we're right right around the corner from truly Fall, well, and as we said, yeah, as we said earlier, you know, what we're talking about fall fishing is that consistent pattern of colder water temps. Yeah. Right. And then getting out there on bright, sunny days where it's heating up that mud super fast, faster than the sand. Yeah. And, and, and you can really have some really super fun days. Um, so, yeah, dude, I mean, I think that's it. But, um, but yeah, so what do you think's next? So I think uh, more of the same coming up is going to be uh, more Matagorda. More Matagorda, yeah. Dude. <laughs> um, and I mean, I think that I think Matagorda is a good indicator of, and and I mean, I'm I'm most comfortable 
with the indicators that are present in Matagorda because I can go up to a, a marsh area or many marsh areas and kind of see what the fish are doing and then kind of pattern them from there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we have a lot of good opportunities in the future to hit up areas that we haven't been, like we've been talking about Sabine, uh, Port O'Connor, things like that. But in the immediate future, I, I'm, I'm well. It's definitely Matagorda. I mean, we're going to be there this weekend. Yeah. We got a Halloween party we're right. going to. Right. Exactly. We're going to meet up with our friends. We're going to hang out at the ranch. We're going to do a lot of that stuff. And yeah, dude, we're waiting for some colder weather. Um, hopefully, you know, we can get, you know, something to knock the mosquitoes down. Good God. <laughs> I mean, the summer of drought that I complained about enough was nice because there's no mosquitoes. But, man, drought, like, they, like every mosquito, like, mosquitoes live through everything. I'm convinced. Like, yeah. freezes don't, like, whatever, they live, right? So, if the mosquitoes were the lightest they've ever been all summer, they've all just waited to hatch till right now. <laughs> Dude, I've been, I was fishing so much this week, and I was getting bit by mosquitoes. I think, I told y'all, like, by that Friday, yeah, my eyeballs were swollen. Like, my <laughs> eyelids were swollen, dude. I, I was, like, taking Zyrtec. I thought I was going to have, like, an allergic reaction. I thought I was all naked and afraid. Yeah. Like, the level of mosquito bites I had. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's so funny that you, I mean, you guys, and I don't know if it's the fact that you guys went to a different area of the shoreline. Or if that you guys were in the water and wading through the water and we were pulling, but I didn't put any mosquito spray on. We didn't even. Well, yeah, it's waiting because we and we're cutting well, over I mean, the grass. I think, yeah, I mean, we didn't. We weren't even in the in the harbor. We didn't have any mosquitoes. Yeah, and uh, and so yeah, it, I mean, in Rockport we had plenty of that. But yeah, it's it's. <laughs> I'm glad for the summer that we didn't have mosquito haven, but they're Dude. here and hopefully not for long. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but yeah, they need to hibernate or chill out, dude. Because it's like you're like, all right, you like before you enter the camper, right, or house or something. I'm camper person right now, and so you're like, all right, I got everything I need. You know, I'm not making two trips. Like I'm gonna open the door, step inside, shut the door, right? And you do that, and then what you don't realize is there was forty mosquitoes on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, hello, I'm here. Yeah. And so then you spend the rest of the evening just swatting mosquitoes from inside. But, yeah, dude. No, I mean, that's part of it, man. I love it. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, changing weather. We're going to have some rainstorms. We're going to have some cooling weather. And all that is the recipe for fall fishing. And so what do you so, think? We were on t- we got a bunch of people, so we're going to take the shallow sport out? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, take we'll the big wait. boat. Bring the waders or not. I mean, just we'll we'll keep an eye on the weather over the next week and a half. And you're gonna want waders, man. Water's cold. I mean, you're definitely gonna take them off for the boat ride back. Yeah, or at least I do. I always do because it's yeah. just nice. You know, I mean, you gotta take waders off when you get back to the ramp. Anyhow, unless we'll take. You know, for me. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, dude, we'll do it, man. We'll bring in the waders. We'll get everybody out there and we'll go have a bunch of fun. Sounds good to me. Um, well, as always, check us out on Instagram at Untamed Out and Facebook. Uh, if you want to see us go on a particular adventure or have a question, you can drop us a DM on social media or reach out via email at info at untamedout.com. Well, that's it, man. We're headed out. Headed out.